Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio. Both of us kind of sleepy-eyed, a little slower today because we both stayed up a little bit later than we should watching the wild card game, Cardinals, Dodgers, NLA. It, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I said it last week. I actually, I probably said it a couple weeks ago when the Cardinals were, were getting hot, and I said, you know, the thing I, I got to, I had to finally tell myself as a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs years ago, years ago when we were bad, that all I can ever ask for from a team is to give me a season to root for. And at the end of the day, the Cardinals ended up doing that. It may have taken a few months to get to that point, but they did. You know, over the last several weeks, it's been exciting to be a Cardinals fan. And really last night, even though they got the L, I thought it was a very well-played game by the Cardinals up until the bottom of the night. In a lot of respects, it was. Uh, you can you can make an analogy here about having a rooting interest in the game and having an identification with what goes on. For those of us who did, and that's, of course, everybody around here, it's a great game. I think for the casual fan across the country, they probably, oh, come on, get this out of here, and probably didn't stick it out. Of course, we did because we wanted to. And that it it ended uh, poorly for the Cardinals, but, hey, that's the way of athletics. That does happen. It was a good game in many respects. You knew it was going to be low scoring when you had Scherzer and Wainwright going after each other. And both pitched very well, although Big Max from yeah. uh, Missouri, from St. Louis and the University of Missouri, was not happy about leaving that game. Now, we talked about it before we even started talking about that. It was one of the first things we said, or at least I said to you, was I am surprised they pulled him in the fifth. Y- yes, from that aspect, because Scherzer was still pitching well. Not great, but pitching well. But Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, saw something that was lacking in what he was doing, and Roberts has the blessing of a great bullpen. His bullpen is better than St. Louis, better than maybe maybe any other team in the major leagues. You bring in guys like uh, Jansen and uh, Trainen and Corey Kniebel, who was the stopper for the Milwaukee Brewers for years. He's one of the bullpen staff. They come in there and do a really good job. But the one that really surprised me was the pitcher who replaced Scherzer. That's Joe Kelly. Pitched for the Cardinals a couple of years ago. Pitched down here with the Springfield Cardinals. Was never lights out. He is now. Boy, he blew that ball past St. Louis, and they could not do a thing about it. After looking at it this way, it's a 3-1 loss, of course, for the Cardinals on Chris Taylor's walk-off home run in the ninth off Alex Reyes. How many home runs has he given up this year in the clutch? I think it's 11 or 12, something oh, like God. that. Including a couple of walk-off grand slams. I think we were all, as soon as he got up there, I think every a lot, a lot of the more than casual fans had that in the back of their minds. Well, all you had to do was look at him in the bullpen. And when the signal was called for him to come in, did he show that sign of wanting to get in there? No, he stopped at the gate. Took his gum out, threw it away, put a new piece of gum in. He was delaying that as long as he could. He was not confident of his own It's abilities. like walking up to the chalkboard in algebra class. <laughs> the chalkboard? For me, it was uh, some stones that you, you wrote on the... <laughs> and you had hammer and chisel and say, Ned, go into that cave right there. We want to see what do, the value of X is. Do that algebra, and then <laughs> my, my comeback was, how do you spell algebra? This isn't, a, this isn't a history lesson, man. We're talking about baseball. All right, so I, at the end of the day, it's over. 
I think, do you think the the fire that the Cardinals finally captured in the end of the season is going to carry on into the next season? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Okay. A little bit about what the Cardinals do. The answer is yes and no. Now, <laughs> that's Ned Reynolds sitting on the edge of the fence, and I'll explain to you why in that next segment. But the Cardinals were not without their chances in this game. They didn't have all that many hits. Who's going to against a pitching staff like that? But 11 times in this game last night, 11 times the Cardinals came to bat with runners in scoring position, and 11 times they failed. And they also, they being the Cardinals, left 11 runners on base. They only had four hits in the game, but by the same token, misplays, walks, things like that, that allowed the Cardinals to have an opportunity, and they could not come through. It's interesting you mentioned the 17-game winning streak, and of course, that's part of Cardinals' history now. It is historic. But when you look back on what happened, it was a perfect storm for the Cardinals in September. Should they have been that second wildcard team? Should there be a second wildcard team? Well, you know how I feel about that. But the Cardinals earned their way into it with a 17-game winning streak. But who do they play? The National League Central Division is arguably either the weakest or certainly among the weakest divisions in baseball. Number two, they played teams out of Uh, out of their division, the Mets and the Padres, both of whom are in shambles, both of whom have fired their managers in the last couple of days. They played the Reds, who have fallen apart. They played the Brewers, who'd already clinched things. They weren't playing with a lot of spark. Played the Chicago Cubs, who were a triple or double A baseball team. It was a perfect storm for the Cardinals to get those 17 wins, but at the right time, because they got into the playoffs as the second wildcard team. You go back and take a look at the whole season. That whole season was a micro uh, micro copy of what happened last night against the Dodgers. I would, I, I think you're right on the money with that, and 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 it's unfortunate, but hey, at the end of the day, I'll go back to what I said earlier. They gave us a season to root for, and that's all you can ever ask for as a fan. Absolutely, that's what we pay the money for. That's why the Cardinals are as iconic as they are. They're in almost every year. They're in the playoffs. They have their double-A team here. All those guys who were playing last night, including were, some of oh, the Dodgers. I, I pulled them up. I remember. Their guys, know. Joe Kelly coming in there and pitching for the Dodgers. He pitched down here with the Springfield mm-hmm. Cardinals, was a St. Louis Cardinal. And who comes up to bat in the ninth inning? How about Albert Pujols? Yes. And how about Albert Pujols jacking one to the warning track? <laughs> He had a little bit more to say. He did. But, uh, again, you know, it was a good season, and I think uh, Joe was right on the money when he came in and did the segment with us yesterday. Now we can watch baseball stress-free <laughs> for the rest of the for rest of uh, the playoffs. So that's that's not a bad thing sometimes. Last hour we talked about the wild card loss. The Cardinals suffered to the Dodgers. Now it's over and done. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's talk about the future. Uh, first off, Anyone right now that you know that are probably not going to be a Cardinal come next season? I would be amazed if Matt Carpenter is back. Okay. Absolutely amazed. And I think there are probably some others, too. I want to talk a little bit about the pitching staff on the Cardinals. Right now, that pitching staff is Adam Wainwright, followed by Adam Wainwright, with Adam Wainwright waiting to come in again. Hey, that's who they're relying on. He's 40 years old. He'll be 41 next season, and he is coming back along with Yachty. How long can the Cardinals... How, can, how long can they bank on something like that happening? And I think there's a great question about that, Mike. Uh, I think the Cardinals need another two pitchers. They certainly cannot rely on John Lester or Hap to come in and bail them out, two guys they got at the trade uh, deadline. 
They're hoping for Flaherty and Hudson to come back, but both those guys are injury-prone and coming off injuries. How reliable are they going to be? Miles Michaelis, he's another one. I, I would be a little bit surprised if he's with the team next year, but again, all that remains to be seen. Kim is another pitcher. These, these, are, these are good pitchers, maybe a little bit better than average, but are they what the Dodgers have? Heavens no, not even close. The, the Dodgers pitching staff is lights out. With uh, Urias, uh, who is in there, you have, of course, Scherzer, who's still really very effective. You have Bueller, the kid from Vanderbilt, who is lights out as a pitcher. They have a great pitching staff, and they're young. The Cardinals are not young. They do need to do some reworking on their pitching staff. On their infield, I love Tommy Edmond. He can play for any team. He has second base nailed. He plays great defense. He steals bases. He had two. St- he had three hits last night. Three of the Cardinals' four hits were Tommy Edmond. He uh, stole the bases, stole a couple of bases. He shows hustle and spark. Shortstop, I don't know what they're going to do about that. DeYoung, DeYoung can play it defensively, but he can't hit. Edmundo Sosa can't play defense. He had troubles last night. Not that it cost the Cardinals. It didn't. But he was a little shaky in the outfield, in the uh, shortstop position. You have Arnado, you have Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt will be 35 years old next season. This is not young as a ball player. I just think they need some reworking on this team, and we didn't see any of it down here this year with the Springfield Cardinals. And that's kind of scary for the future. But you're right. I think everyone that's been wearing an ST on their hat uh, probably could say the same thing. Time for a revamp, especially in the bullpen. Hopefully they can pull that off, but uh, it's not going to be cheap considering what teams are paying, and Dodgers definitely paid for a nice uh, nice uh, group of pitchers. Well, they are among the wealthiest teams in all of sports. Yeah, I know. All right, well, uh, on to next uh, spring training. We'll be here in a couple weeks the way time has been going. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, he, he laughed, but wait till, wait till we start talking about it. Say, like, remember what I said? That was just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, Chiefs back to practice yesterday, and there was some good news. Uh, Willie Gay Jr. back to practice, which is awesome. Um, Fenton back, Javarius Ward back, Frank Clark back. So, that's good. Those are some, those are some, especially Ward and Fenton, those guys getting those guys and Clark back on the defense. That's big. Chris Jones and Armani Watts did not practice, but I think uh, Chris is probably going to play. They'll play. They'll play. And Willie Gay may not. It's up to him as to whether or not the toe – actually, it's up to the trainers as to whether or not his toe is ready for game action or a lot of game action. But the bottom line is this. The Chiefs need some defense. They're going to be facing a pretty high-powered offense with the Buffalo Bills. Yes, Kansas City is capable of shutting them down. Certainly. Kansas City is capable of scoring. They're capable of scoring on everybody. I think it's looking right now so it'll be a high-scoring uh, football game on Sunday night, which, of course, will be heard right here at 104.7. But the bottom line is the Chiefs really do need to reformulate their entire structure and get that defense working well. Can it be done in one week? I don't know. There was an interesting story about Frank Clark, though. He has pleaded not guilty to the two charges. A little surprised at this. They had a hearing for both charges, and uh, he pleaded not guilty, so he's going to court sometime in January. In the meantime, he can, he can play right on. The NFL has not come down with any kind of punitive measure of any sort. So, yeah, Clark should be in there. Jones will be in there. You can count on that. 
Can the Chiefs stop Buffalo? That is the key. Maybe we just need a healthy Frank Clark. Maybe the couple weeks from sitting is something that we needed because, I mean, whether you like him or not, he was a part of us getting a Super Bowl ring. Oh, yeah. And uh, it would be nice to get some of that spark back up front and then some of the big guys up back in the back um, to kind of fill in some of the gaps that we've been seeing back there, too. We don't have to play so soft anymore, which would be nice. Um, if we can push them back and get into positions where we can just send those guys on the edge after the quarterbacks, everything's good. But the problem is we can't put ourselves into that position. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be another late night for you and I on mm. Sunday night. That is for damn sure. So Missouri State Bears, they are back out on the road again this weekend before they come back homecoming next Saturday. Who they face on Saturday? They have the Youngstown State University Penguins at Stamball Stadium in Youngstown, Ohio, which, Mike, I have been to on a number of occasions, and it is a palace. My goodness sake, the DeBartolo family. Does it mean anything to you? Well, the DeBartolo family used to own the San Francisco 49ers, a very wealthy mall construction family. They are from Youngstown, and they have donated much money to the athletic facilities at Youngstown State and the press facilities, the stadium, <laughs> good gracious, it's pro, pro level. The team, the Youngstown State Penguins, are not particularly pro level. They're 0-2 in the conference. They're 1-3 overall. They haven't looked particularly good. Well, number one was against Michigan State from the Big Ten, and Michigan State handled them rather easily. But they also lost to Western Illinois and Northern Iowa from the Missouri Valley Conference. The Northern Iowa game was last week. And Youngstown got blown out 34-7. That's not a Youngstown State team. I do think they're going to play the Bears tough. I don't think they'll win. The Bears will. But Youngstown State is one of those physical, hard-nosed football teams that always goes out and plays very tough, strong, hard-hitting football. I don't think they're particularly good, and I do think the Bears are. So I'm going to put this one in the category of a Bears win. There are no such things as official lines put on one double Unless they're playing spring football. But, yeah, spring football, that's a different story because <laughs> it's the only game in town. But there is no spring football anymore. The The bottom line is, unofficially, the Bears are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Youngstown. That's a good thing, a good place to be going into your homecoming game, which is definitely going to be a test next week. And you're an alum. You want to be there. I, dude, I'm, I'm going to go. Don't worry about yeah, it. We'll, you we'll, can walk I'm to coming, the I'm coming to you. I'm crashing your tailgate. You need to be there. I'm, t- I'm crashing your tailgate. That's what's, <laughs> what's going to happen. Any other games of note that you're interested on Saturday? There are some very interesting contests coming up. Alabama, Texas A&M yep. will be an absolute dandy. Arkansas and Ole Miss. Probably going to be a little bit more of an even match, and I'm sure the Razorbacks are not forgetting what happened to them last weekend. The team that wants to forget, Missouri, is playing out of conference. They're playing North Texas. And that should be a walkover for the Missouri Tigers. But then again, is anything a walkover for that team? After uh, getting blasted the way they did last Saturday. Yeah, yep. And uh, I really think everyone's going to be watching that uh, Georgia-Auburn game, too. And Oklahoma-Texas. Yeah, also. Uh, God, man, they've been, we're just stacking them, stacking them, stacking them. Well, uh, after you win all this money this weekend, maybe you can just front me a loan for Christmas. Mm, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a couple days, Ned. You have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Yes, sir.